Hey guys, how's it going? My name is Rachel Graves, and I am doing a podcast series called Rachel's Rants. This podcast series is mainly going to be me reviewing TV shows, but uh, who knows what I will get into later in time. The reason I wanted to do this is because I know that for me personally, I really love podcasts and having something to listen to when I'm cleaning or sketching, or really whatever the case may be. I know the times have been hard with what is going on in the world today, but I figured, why not make this podcast to bring joy to not only my life, but to yours as well? This is just kind of an intro to who I am and what you should be expecting in the future for future episodes. I'm currently a junior in high school, and I'm not going to lie, I love Netflix and I love watching TV shows. This quarantine has given me a lot of time to catch up and watch some new shows as well as some old ones. The first series or TV show that I'm going to be doing and talking about is Glee. I absolutely love this show. It is one of the best, and I am also a nerd for music, so I really think that this show is superb. As a series of episodes goes on, I'm going to bring in some friends and maybe even family onto the podcast because I think it brings in a more fun environment, especially when we can talk about the shows that we all love. I'm doing this for fun and for laughs, but I figured if I watched all of these shows, you probably have too. So that way we can talk about it together and you can even have your own insight on it as well. Now, a last note before I bid adieu, the podcast series will be full of spoilers. So if you haven't watched the show in particular that we are talking about that week and you want to watch it in the future, I suggest that you do not listen in. But then again, you can get a view of the whole show and everything in it at the same time if you do like spoilers. Thank you all for listening to the first ever intro to episode one of Rachel's Rants, and I hope to talk to you all real soon. What is up, y'all, and welcome to the first real episode of Rachel's Rants. This is episode one of six in the Glee series of our podcast, and I'm going to be joined by Ava through this magical journey. Also, a pre-warning to all of our listeners, if you have not watched Glee and a desire to do so, please do not listen, because spoilers will be told. Thank you. How's it going, Ava? Oh, it's going great. Oh, that's great. Well, today, we're going to be focusing on season one of Glee, and I think we are ready to get into it, so let's get started. Let's go. So, Glee really starts out with high school and kids doing the Glee auditions. Rachel's audition was from Les Mis. Great song. What song was it? I'm not going to lie to you. I can't really I don't remember. remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was good. Um, Rachel also is kind of addicted to gold stars. Direct quote, my gold stars are a metaphor for me being a star. And metaphors are important. Yes, they are. <laughs> do I know any metaphors? No, I do not. Um, let's see another thing. Mr. Shu. One thing I've noticed watching Glee for about three different times, he has an addiction to chocolate chip cookies. Which I never noticed until Rachel pointed out to me that he's addicted to chocolate chip cookies, which now that I look back, he always has a <laughs> chocolate chip cookie, which is strange, but you do you, Shu. I mean, that that is true, <laughs> but why does he never have a snickerdoodle, maybe an oatmeal cookie? You switch it up a little bit. He only likes chocolate chip cookies, apparently. I guess that's right. Sue is uh, introduced into the show with one of the great lines, which, Ava, I'll let you say it. You think this is hard? Try being waterboarded. That's hard. Yes. Which, who says that? Who wrote that? Like, it's genius. But in real life, if you were to walk around... To high schoolers. To say that, you would be like, um, yeah, sh sure, waterboarding, hard. To yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, so, basically, in the first episode, to me, I think the best song was, uh, Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. I love that song, and Such Rachel, a good like, song. doing a little cartwheel type thing over Artie's wheelchair, 
oh, gold. Top notch. Her legs could have been a little straighter. <laughs> it could have had a little more technical aspect, but I thought it was great overall. It was really good. Uh, let's see. Terry. Mm-mm. Horrible Oof. person. I don't like her. She was rude. Shu needed to run attention so that he could do new directions, like in general. Something that he loved. And Terry wanted to have her freaking craft room. So that was her issue. And she was like, mm-mm, that's not going to work. I, really? I just, I just, I think it's, I just think it's dumb. I don't get it. Um, he was not a very good wife. Never was. I just didn't think that she had any good moments during, like, the whole show. Nope, not really any. Not, no. not a one. Mm-mm. <laughs> not a one. <laughs> now the man himself, the unfit football coach, Ken Tanaka. Great scene with shoe running laps and him in a go-kart. Not a go-kart. A golf, golf cart. cart. <laughs> if he was in a go-kart, I'd have more questions. Um, in the golf cart, you know, I feel like I would be the I would be the same. I'm pretty sure I would be driving around instead of running. That'd be my take on things. Yep, he just stood from the sidelines and barked orders. He's that PE teacher we've all had that's, yep. like, wildly <laughs> overweight and is like, run seven miles and you're dying. And she's like, come on, keep going. And you're like, let me see you try. Yep, and uh, <laughs> will they ever try? No, because what <laughs> will they say? Adult. Oh, I'm the adult and I'm the teacher, so you don't want to back talk to me, Missy. Exactly. Oh, we love it. Now let's talk about the first song with Finn and Rachel. You're the one that I want from Greece. It's a great song. I loved it, but I hated it when they performed it. A little creepy. It was very creepy, very cringy and uncomfortable because Rachel is like pulling on Finn. This is, I don't know, the way that they recorded it, the way that they were singing. I mean, I get it, it was supposed to be awkward, but it was like really awkward just to like sit there and watch. I person I've never liked that scene. I mean, it was good to like introduce him because he's a good singer, but I did, I just don't think it was it. Favorite line from that song is when Kurt looks at them uh, doing this awkward routine, I guess, and he goes, "Honey, I don't know." It's just the way that he says it, the way that it adds in with the music. It's just it's a great line. I think it's good to like really introduce Kurt and like who he is. Also, can we talk about how Shu planted weed? On oh, to, to Finn. get Finn to join the Glee Club. Like, I just... excuse me. Like, I know he told Finn that he did that, like, seasons later. But he was just like, oh my gosh, I heard this guy singing in the shower. It was so great. Let me plant weed on him in order <laughs> to get him to join the Glee Club. Let me blackmail him. Like, yes. not your shining moment, Mr. Schuster. No, it really wasn't. But, you know, his motto is to always help the kids. And it worked out. And it, wor- it worked out. Um, blackmailing children is always my favorite expertise to do. Um, Shu also has a lot of songs when he's singing by himself. Uh, Leaving on a Jet Plane, me and Ava both think it's a great song. Love the song. Such a good song. Mr. Shu's a good singer, he's a good dancer, but I just think it's weird that he all of a sudden gets a guitar out of nowhere and is singing on the stage by himself. Like in a corner, too. He wasn't like in, in cor- the middle of the stage, no. he's like in a corner with his guitar. Yep. I mean, he kind of ruined the song. Mercedes. Queen Amber Riley. She she is a queen, but she needs to stop complaining in the show. It's like she uh, during like the dance numbers and stuff. She just she doesn't want to do the work. Park like, and bark, man. Oh, uh, that is that is true. But then again, then she complains that she does that later on in like the season or in a few seasons like like later. I don't I don't know something about it. Um, oh, push it real good for the school <laughs> assembly. Rachel Berry, everybody. Oh, Rachel Berry decided to do this number. Push it real good. Not only is this not appropriate in general. It's just not appropriate to do at school. 
on a stage in front of the whole school. But, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's Rachel fun. thought it was a good idea, so of course. <laughs> oh, of course it went. I don't know what would happen if that happened in my school. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Not good things for the Glee Club. Yeah, Let's not just good say. Now let's talk about Ken Tanaka. Ken Tanaka is in love with Emma. He loves her. Aren't we all? <laughs> oh. Emma's, Emma's great. We love, we love the character. She's a ginger who has OCD. Horrible OCD at that. And Ken keeps asking her out. Um, over and over again. And at first, at first it's for trucking. That's not going to ride with yes, Emma. Yes, let's ask the tidy girl with OCD to go trucking. I think yeah. that is just genius. Dinner? Nah. Trucking? No. Great idea. And then he gets two tickets to Tulapalooza. And Emma comes up with the excuse that she has asthma. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Which is it's just classic, right? And if you want to get out of something, just say you have asthma. It works every time. Um, now, Finn is dating Quinn. Quinn is the head cheerleader, blonde, perfect student, great, great girl. Rachel decides, oh, for a while, yes, that is true. Rachel decides that she is going to have a picnic on the stage because she's in love with Finn after singing that horrible song together. And they decide for her to make her move. And I just, not only do I think that that's just, it's just weird, but I mean, they have to incorporate their relationship somewhere. So then Rachel and Finn kiss on stage. On with a the picnic, picnic blanket, nonetheless. So basically, he just cheated on his girlfriend. Does, does Quinn ever find out about that? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Well, mm-hmm. she cheated on him first with Puck, which we find out about later. So she's probably a little preoccupied with that whole situation. But I don't know if she ever finds that out. I don't know. I feel like it's best that she didn't. I would agree. (laughs) She did not like Rachel. Um, Terry, like I said, horrible human being. She finds out that she is pregnant. Um, But actually not pregnant, but but maybe pregnant. She doesn't really know. Yeah, she doesn't doesn't know. Um, But then she has the ultrasound, and the doctor says that it is something called a hysterical pregnancy, where she basically induced the pregnancy onto herself, but it's not an actual pregnancy. But she lies to Shu. Um, her husband, the one that she should be able to trust anything upon, and she decides, mm-mm, nope, no, I'm gonna keep lying to him. It Disgusting. goes over really well, might I add. Things oh, go yeah. good. She keeps this up for, like, five months. Like, you, you gotta, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you gotta hand it to her. That's a pretty big lie to keep up for a very long time. But, like, was Schuster oblivious to the situation? Like, it couldn't have been that hard. She had this, like, fake bump thing. Yeah. She was always acting really weird about it. Like, you think he would pick up on it, but yeah, she didn't. Did she didn't want him to touch the stomach because it could hurt the baby. <laughs> I thought that was, like, really weird. Um, but then at, like, the very beginning, when she finds out that she's not pregnant, she keeps trying to get pregnant. And she's like, wow, I didn't see this side of her before. Okay, number one. That's the number one red flag. Like, that's the first thing where you'd be like, hmm, that's a little odd. But, you know, as a distraction from her lying about that, the Acafellas are born. Um, songs, they're okay. Uh, the actual thing is very iffy for the fact that they're all grown men. And singing inappropriate songs to their, like, colleagues. Like, they had that performance, and, like, everyone was there. Like, Sue was there, and Figgins was there, and Emma was there. Like, and they're all, like, they all love it. I don't... And everybody's like, what? And then they had Puck and Finn join Oh, Puck and Finn join, and Puck was in it for the Cougars. I just think that that's disgusting. Oh, yes, he's a little out there. Oh, yes, he is. Uh, Mercedes falls in love with Kurt. <laughs> oh. And then they're at the car wash, and Kurt's like, no, you know, I'm in love with another... And then he is looking 
at Finn. Yes, Kurt is in love with Finn. And then Finn ducks, and you see Rachel. <laughs> and that's when Mercedes picks up a rock and throws it into the windshield of Kurt's brand new car. Then the beautiful number, I don't know if this is the actual name, busts the windows out your car. It was such a good number. One, fantastic. One of the best numbers out of the whole show, out of the, all the seasons. It was such a, like a good, such a powerful number. I just think it was... For, like, Mercedes' first, like, real song. It was great. It was so good. We loved it. Um, Vocal Adrenaline, their real, like, first known competition against the New Directions. They're killing it. Props to them. Um, makes the New Directions look like they suck, because they did. Um, great dancers. I'm glad that they hired really, like, professional dancers for Vocal Adrenaline. Um, I love every single one of their routines. I think it's great. Um... Overall, just good performances, good songs from them, like, every time. Uh, I think that's pretty much it for, like, vocal adrenaline. Besides the fact, I mean, they're definitely killing New Directions, just overall. Poor New Directions comes <laughs> in and they're like, yeah, we're confident in our six people, or five people. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember how many people they had at that point. Not enough to qualify for show choir competition rules, mm-hmm. but they were like, nah, we're good, we got this. And, and then they saw New Directions, like an army. Oh. and they were like, oh, never mind, <laughs> we're not actually going to be good at this. Vocal Adrenaline had, like, easily 50 people at one point, and, like, they're just <laughs> sitting over there with, like, the five people, and they're like, guys, we got this, we're so good. And then they see Vocal Adrenaline, and they just, they just realize that they do suck. Yes. Abort mission, never mind. Oh, the man himself, Josh Groban, shows up to the Acapella performance. um, And Sandy tells them all that Josh Groban is a close friend of his. Oh, Josh Groban is a friend of mine. We're pen pals, all this stuff. They're thinking, oh, this is great. Josh Groban is going to discover us. But no, Josh Groban shows up to the performance to tell Sandy to stop harassing him, sending him hair and pictures of himself. Creepy. Um, very creepy. But, uh, you know, shout out to Josh Groban. Like, he's just, he's he's great. Very talented. Definitely one of the loves of my life. Um, love his music, just overall. Um, but he did say props to acapellas. He did say that they were good. So, I mean, I guess that was worth it. Yeah, for all, what, the one and a half episodes the acapellas actually last? They were, they were average, you know? Yeah, you know, that is true. Um, one big development in season one was Quinn finding out that she is pregnant even though she is the president, she runs the celibacy club. Um, That's an oof right there. And Finn thinks that he is the dad. Finn thinks that they got she became pregnant in a pregnant hot tub. In a hot tub. It was um, his bad for believing that, really. You know, yeah, it really was. I feel like um, he's very dumb for that. But uh, little does he know, she cheated on him with Puck. Puck is the baby daddy. So, honestly, that was a real kicker. Um... But now Terry finds this out. She finds out that Quinn is about the same as far along as she is in the pregnancy. And she decides that she is going to take Quinn's baby. Which is also, like, Quinn's just sitting in her car in the parking lot. And Terry busts the door open and is like, so you're pregnant. Not even telling her, like, oh yeah, I'm Schuster's wife. Like, some connection to her. Like, how creepy would that be? I would punch the girl and be like, get out of my car. Yeah, so she gets in the car. She looks to her left. Oh, look, it's Terry. 
Like, she how does she know, know that is. How does she know where her car is? How does she know that it was unlocked? And then all of a sudden, this crazy lady comes at you, and she's like, huh, can I take your kid? Like, why, yes? Of course not. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> of course you go. Oh, no, I don't think that's how it works, people. I think that may be illegal. Um, Kurt does all the single ladies. Oh, and then he makes the team as the role of kicker with that same number. Uh, this is when... Kurt's dad slowly gets more of an inkling that Kurt may be gay. Um, Walking in on him dancing with Brittany and Tina in uh, his basement to single ladies in like a leotard number. (laughs) Oh, with the sparkly gloves, the whole shebang. Uh, The great line of, uh, I'm going to be playing the role of kicker. Auditioning Auditioning. for the role of kicker. Sorry, my bad. Theater kids, everybody. Yep. The fact that I am one and I could not remember the word is a little depressing, but that's okay. Um... Role of kicker, I think it was great. He was actually really good. I was, I mean, I'm pretty sure it stunned everybody at first when that happened. Um, And then April Rhodes comes into town, played by Kristen Chenoweth. I love her in Wicked. It's great. Fantastic. Queen herself. She was so good. She has very bad morals. Um, Lots of drinking and smoking and getting children to drink and smoke because that's appropriate. Yeah, Shu realizes that vocal adrenaline is cheating with students who should be in college but are failing them to hold them back because they are so talented. So he brings a 40-something-year-old, which is April Rhodes, into his team to compete with them. That makes sense. Yes. She's she's a great role model for Besides the fact that she's an alcoholic, she's great. Yeah, right. Pulls up to the competition... That was country? Drunk or high or she, something. No, she was drunk and um, she was blackout wasted. And she, and he's like, have you been drinking again? And then it's like, I thought you said you wouldn't do that. And she's like, oh, honey, I was knocked up on horse tranquilizers. Are you kidding me? Because that's, that's great. Great role models, everybody. This is who Schuster is bringing on to the team. He was desperate. Mm, yeah, that is true. Um, let's see. Terry becomes the school nurse. Does Classic. Terry have any qualifications? No. Sure does not. Mm-mm. Now, why does she join the school team to become the school nurse? Let me tell you, she realizes that something may be going on between Emma and Will. Is something going on? Of course not. Is there flirting involved? Oh, yes, yes, there is. Yes. Because Terry's a psycho, and I do not blame Shu. Um, let's see. Then she decides that giving kids an overdose of vitamin D, getting them all high... Is a great idea. Is such a good idea. You know, bringing them all the energy, packing a punch. Is that smart? No. And then poor... What's his name? Oh. The kid that works at She's in Things that she assigns. Oh, Howard. Howard. Poor Howard. Howard is, like, Mm -hmm. one of the most clever characters. Like, he's just... Who who wrote... Like, who the geniuses that wrote this show who was like, we're gonna have this kind of, like weird kid young adult work at sheets and things and terry's gonna be so mean to him and he's just gonna be like oblivious to the whole situation like it's great and that actor who plays him did it so well he he did great Howard um, gets arrested for buying so much vitamin D. <laughs> At like a Walgreens or something. Yeah, poor, poor Howard. He does get bullied a lot through the show. Poor Howard. Um, now, Boys versus Girls Week comes around. It's like the first battle of the sexes that really happens in the show. And uh, the girls number, Walking on Sunshine and Halo, the killer mashup that is together where they're all wearing yellow. The outfits were great. Some of the dresses were a little iffy on the fact that they were not that cute. But that is okay. That I guess that was the style about ten years ago. Um, 
they were all hyped up on vitamin D. Yep. Um, after the boys did their number. What was their number? I don't remember because it nope, wasn't that sure memorable. <laughs> Sunshine and Halo, it just kind of sticks with you. Maybe it's because they were wearing yellow. Maybe that's a memory color that just stays <laughs> right? with you. Who knows? Something psychological. I should know, but nope, sure don't. No, <laughs> no I guess not. But, uh, you know, then she realizes that they were all high from Terry, his wife, who's lying about being pregnant. Possibly pregnant. Um, he still's a little iffy on that fact. Yes, that, that is true. She's not showing yet until she starts bringing in those baby bumps. Oh, it's so weird. Um, now, Sue decides that she needs to become the co-chair of the Glee Club, and she rains fire onto the new directions in Sue. Sue just has an underlying hatred. Hatred, <laughs> <laughs> hatred for Mr. Sue. Because he took her funding because she needs... 50 cannons and uniforms and trips and airplanes and New Directions can barely get a bus to sectionals. She can't, like, I get it. You're a champion cheerleader coach. Iffy, at best. And she thinks she is the end-all, be-all. She's the greatest human being on the face of planet Earth oh, in yes. her crazy tracksuits. Mm-hmm. And so she says, you know what? They can't get my funding. My goal this entire run of New Directions is to take William Schuster down and his curly hair and butt chin. Yeah, you know, she's very jealous of the hair. Well, and the butt her, chin, apparently. Oh, yeah, apparently. I guess it's just it's a killer combo, I guess. Um, you know, I just, uh, just, I don't get it. She just hates him. But can we talk about the funding? It's it's a public school, I get it. The money may, may not be there, but... Does she really need, like, over 10000 Like, it's, like, easily over $10,000. What does the Glee Cup get? They, they get, like, $500 yeah, yeah. That, that Mr. Shoe's providing himself. Have a penny. Yeah, basically. Have a penny I found on the sidewalk says Figgins. Mm-hmm. Now, let's talk about the slushies. The slushies are a big part of the show, the big gulps. Um, they're just... That's, that's their bullying, I guess, technique. To splash the kids of New Directions, or the losers of the school, per se... With uh, a slushie. With a slushie in the face. Food dye, food coloring and flavor and all. Uh, Ava actually told me something that I thought was actually pretty interesting um, the other day when we were writing down what we were going to really be talking about. Do you want to say that fact? Yes, everybody should get ready for the fact that I have so many random fun facts that go along with this show and pretty much any other show. So you should just prepare yourself for the fun facts you probably don't care about, but I'm going to tell you anyway. So with the slushies. <laughs> At the beginning, they started with real slushies, and they would slushy each other in the face, but it would dye their skin and be so, like, cold and miserable that the first one, I think, was Leah in the very first episode, and she was, like, had to do it three times. She was like, I cannot do this. This is miserable. So they were like, okay, yeah, maybe real slushies are not the move. So they changed to jelly, and the jelly looked ridiculous. Like, if you look at some of the slushies later like, end of season one, beginning of season two, it looks ridiculous. It does not look like a real slushy. And mm, the producers Jello were like... Jello being thrown, just in your face. <laughs> jelly. Oh, jelly. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. And then they were like, um, this looks ridiculous. Sorry, guys, that we have to go back to real slushies. So they went back to real slushies, and it dyed their skin and was, like, super cold on their face. So I I would not like to be thrown in the face with a slushy. But, you know, they had to. Gotta do what you gotta do in show business. I mean, I guess that's true. But I mean, I just, I just can't imagine that. But then again, I mean, their faces were real. I guess it wasn't really acting. Real faces. Well, I mean, you know, well, being an actor, you have to like sometimes fake the emotions that they feel. But with something that's freezing cold being thrown in your face, I guess you really do feel the pain and the yes. emotion. Um, 
I personally would not enjoy that. I mean, maybe maybe it would no taste good for like a few yeah, like right. after, but getting it in your eye, that corn syrup, mm, this and the having whole to experience. film it like multiple times. Oh, I would probably quit the show if I had to do that multiple times. Um, another thing that they did was that poor Artie. Artie is paralyzed from a car accident when he was around eight years old. And the locker, when he got thrown in the locker in oh, the first couple episodes, that was so sad. It's just, it's heartbreaking that somebody would, you know, like, like they, they would, like, write that in. Um, I just think, that I just think it's cruel. But, um, oh, what's his name? Shoe? Yes, Shoe. <laughs> he decides that they're gonna do a wheelchair day. I love in wheelchair honor day! Of I think it's great. Then they all realize what a struggle it is for Artie every day. Um... Oh, I have another fun fact. Are you ready? Oh, yes, I'm ready. <laughs> so, that day, they all, obviously, all the actors and actresses got wheelchairs. And most of them spent the entire day as though they were actually, like, in a wheelchair. Like, Kevin, the actor who plays Artie, is not actually paralyzed. He's not actually in a wheelchair. That was all, like, written for the show. So, he spent a lot of time in the wheelchair, you know, getting used to it so he could play this kid who was really in a wheelchair. And so, the day that they all had to be in wheelchairs, they all, like, went to lunch in their wheelchairs and went to the bathroom and went to their cars as if to, like, portray that they were really trying to put themselves in their shoes, which I thought was cool. <laughs> that That's what I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like, okay, you said that. Um... Kurt and Rachel bring into the first diva off of the show, yes. singing Defying Gravity. Kurt is in the choir room, and he's on the piano singing the notes, trying to get to this note, I like high F or something, and uh, he's singing, and I just think it's a very weird scene, I'm not going to lie to you, um, where he like hits the note, and then it'll be like, ooh, and it's just it's like, then he'll keep going up. I just felt very weird just like watching that, and then like when he hit the note, I'm not, it didn't even sound that good. Um, and then he threw the competition to Rachel. He blew mm-hmm. the note on purpose because his dad was like, are you really sure you want to sing a song for, that's like for, meant like, for a female for a voice? Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. And then he threw it to Rachel. Because Rachel's a drama queen and I feel like he was scared of her. I'm not going to lie to you all. A little bit. Who is it? <laughs> um, <laughs> Rachel falls in love with Shu. <laughs> I um, love this. Like what? <laughs> I just, oh, I think it's insane. Um. It's ballad week, singing ballads. Ballads are always very romantic. And Rachel is like, oh, well, let's sing this romantic ballad. She sings it to Shu, and then she falls in love with him. And then shows up at his house, and Terry makes her clean. Terry the devil. Classic Terry. is like, oh, well, she's here. She might as well clean. Oh. Like, Mm. what? She's not even concerned that there's a student in her house. She's like... Oh, hi, Rachel. Want to clean my bathroom? (laughs) Like, imagine. Could you imagine just walking in and all of a sudden you hear a knock at your door? You've never had this kid over to your house before. You don't know if they know where you live. And then all of a sudden Rachel's, like, at your door and they're like, Hi, how are you doing? And then, like, they walk into your house. I would be very uncomfortable with that situation. Not only for the fact that... It's a little weird. ...that they show up out of nowhere, but the fact that they know where you live to begin and with. And she's like 16. She's yeah. a sophomore yeah, in think high about that. Oh, I don't know. Just imagine me coming over to some, like, random person's house. Even your teacher. I just think... I just think the whole situation, the way that they wrote that was a little odd. But, I mean, it was it was good. And then uh, Schuster saying that... What did he sing? He sang, like, Young Girl and Don't Stand So Close to Me, a mashup. And oh, Rachel did not mm-hmm. get the picture. She was like, oh, you think I'm young and great, but I stand too close to you, or something like that. And she did not get it, and he was like, no, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> and she left, still oblivious to the fact that he was creeped out <laughs> by her behavior. Oh, she also got him a tie. 
Oh yeah. As a gift. And then cookies to apologize for and being flowers. a psycho. <laughs> she he she went to give him the flowers and he was like, Rachel, this this is not good. Like what are you doing? She's like, I know, I know. I was being weird. Luckily she owns up to it. Luckily she still is not in love with Schuster. Um, another thing that happened in the show that I thought was a little odd, um, maybe, but I mean, it was okay, it was great to see the guys in wigs, but was, it was the hairography show. It was when they saw kids from a different school, I personally cannot remember the it school was the they were school, from. I think it was the, the, like, all-girls school that were, like, out of prison or, like, keeping them out oh, or something yes. like that. Mm-hmm. There was keeping something them out of trouble. <laughs> It was like the school for troubled girls, something yeah. like that. Uh, they did it. They did a number. It's like the song where it's like, I don't think you're ready for this. It's like, oh, my body's so bootylicious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> with their long, with curly their hair. With their long hair. They all had great hair. But I mean, obviously, it's for the effect of the show and that specific episode. But I loved their hair. And so Glee Club's like, well, well, we got to do that now. Because apparently we suck so bad that we might as well all just be wearing wigs. It worked out well. Not really. It, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was weird. Like, it was very weird. But, but I mean, the boys looked fantastic. The boys in their looked fake great. Hair. Mm-hmm. With their wigs that did not match their hair color whatsoever. Now another good episode that I love. I love this episode. The mattress episode. Yes. Oh, this was such a good episode. Rachel finds this commercial in town and gets the whole Glee Club to be a part of it. And uh, they make it their own. They sing a great song. Jump is the song. And, All over um, the mattresses. There's tons of tricks. And it's uh, like they were on trampolines. It was actually really cool. Yeah. It looked it looked great. I loved it. Uh, then they, as like their payment, as like their gift, they all got mattresses, which, I mean, that's crazy expensive. I mean, mattresses are pretty expensive nowadays. But you nowadays. probably already have a mattress, though. That, so, that like, is true. what are we going to do with these 17 mattresses? We're going to stack them in the choir room. Yeah, I also don't know how they got the address for the choir room. And how they got them in the door. <laughs> that is, I wish yeah, I saw they were, that. Like, I they were all loved, wrapped up together. I would have loved to see a scene with, like, the moving guys and, like, Rachel standing there being like, come on, get the mattresses in the door, and her just bossing them around and them trying to get these mattresses through the door. I should write for this show. Yeah, you really should. We all got some good ideas to add into it. Um, one thing that happens with the mattresses, uh, right around this, I think it may be earlier in the episode, maybe the episode before, um, Will finds out that Terry is not pregnant, that she's faking her pregnancy because he finds, he finds the, the fake bump. And, um, Terry has the audacity to say, oh, well, that's for trying on clothes, um, for, like, when you're pregnant, so you can see, like, what it looks like. Shoe falls for everything. Like, oh, you don't, I don't want you to hurt the baby, and stuff like that, and, like, oh, like, don't touch me, stuff like that. But yet... When she says, oh, it's for, like, trying on, like, clothes, like, to, like, see what it looks like when you're pregnant, I would have fallen for that. But now Shu is, he's just, he's upset, and then he rips it <laughs> off of her stomach. I think that that was a little intense. I don't know if that was needed. Hilarious. Um, it took me by surprise the first time I watched it, because I was, I wasn't expecting that to happen. And so, he basically, he leaves her. Um, and then he goes into the choir room, and he sees the big stack of mattresses, which no one... Conveniently placed there. Yeah. A little odd timing, but I mean, I guess it all worked out for the best. And he decides to open it up. And sleep on one. In his office. Which, which is fine. Like, you wouldn't think much of that. Except for the fact that Sue finds out. And she brings to his attention, using her giant show choir rule book, flips to some random page, random article. Like, does she have the thing memorized? Or does she just read it in her spare time? No one knows. Flips to the page and goes... You broke show choir rule, whatever, by mm-hmm. y- accepting merchandise or payment for something that your show choir did. And he was like, oh, well, we'll return the mattresses. Like, it's not that big of a deal. 
Except he slept on one. So, so therefore you cannot return. One. You know, now he... So Figgins finds out. And now he cannot go to sectionals. So he he's, basically, he's basically sus- suspended from it. And now Emma is forced to go to sectionals in honor of him. Um, and one thing about Emma is just Emma, no matter who she is with, she is always in love with Shu. Which, I mean, works out in, like, the long spectrum of things. But at the same time... She's been obsessed with this guy for a real long time. Even when he was married and now that he's separated, I just... I don't know. Maybe she's like, ha, it's my chance. But no. She jumped on it. But no. Emma's so desperate that her and Ken get engaged and now they're planning their (laughs) wedding. Which goes well, obviously. It goes goes very well. Um, Now they're on their way to sectionals and they win! Um, I personally think it was great. I thought it was a great win. Love the songs that they did. They um, had to... The other... Back to Sue, trying to destroy Will Schuster's life, gave their set list to the other groups. It was like the school for the deaf. The the, the deaf guy who mm. had... What did he have? Like... He lost hearing in one ear due to, like, the Spanish fever yeah, or something Yeah, due to something like crazy. That. And he... The, so she gave it to them and then the, the school for the, the hierography people. And they copied their songs. They were going to sing uh, Proud Mary in the wheelchairs. Oh, yeah. And then I don't remember the other song they were going to sing. So they panically came up with new songs. Did they do Don't Stop Believing? Was that Don't Stop Believing? Because Rachel did Don't Rain on My Parade. Yeah, she started off with Don't Rain on and My Parade. Don't, do Stop don't Stop Believing, I think, was like the last song. Second song, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that I don't was Don't Stop Believing. I don't, we I personally think they don't might have only it. done two songs. But that's. They had to change their set list, and Emma was on the phone with Shu the entire time, and she was like, oh my gosh, they're singing our songs, but it worked out. They won. Yeah, and um, Shu is, like, listening in and, like, sitting in the choir room, and he's crying <laughs> when Rachel's singing Don't Rain on My Parade. Rachel's a great singer, but I don't I don't know why he was crying. Maybe Leah Michelle killed that song. Such a good song. I personally fell in love with the song, because it was the first time that I had ever yeah, heard it. Yeah, me too. It was great. Um, Barbara Funny Girl, Streisand. Funny Girl became one of my favorites after listening in on that and then realizing how good the music was from that. Oh yeah, the music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now, around sectional time, Rachel meets Jesse St. James from Vocal Adrenaline and then she starts to date him. Jesse is from Vocal Adrenaline who is now working for her birth mother, Shelby. Who we she don't is... know is her birth mother yet and is played by Adina Menzel. The queen. Also, she looks so much like Leah Michelle. Like that casting, and they sound the same they too. Look re- they mm. look and sound related. I mean, like what, I mean, they're both so talented, but it's like crazy mm. how much they look alike. Like you could tell me they were related in real life, and, and I would be it. like, I can see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think it's crazy. But um, Jesse is playing both teams, I guess. He's playing for Vocal Adrenaline and her birth mother, and then he's also playing for Rachel. He actually starts to have feelings for Rachel, eventually. But Despite then... the Glee Club being like, uh, are you actually insane, Rachel? You cannot date someone <laughs> for Vocal Adrenaline. What on earth are you thinking? He's spying. Everyone was like, abort mission. This is terrible. Panic. But, I mean, he kind of was playing him. Like, I couldn't figure it out before I had, like, seen the whole season. I couldn't figure out if he actually liked her or if he was, Mm -hmm. like, totally playing her and then he actually, like, ended up liking her. But I thought it was, like, totally a surprise that 
Shelby was her mom and he was like working for Shelby. That I was not at all expecting. Yeah, the scene was kind of creepy when he all of a sudden it was raining. I don't, every single co- yeah. every single creepy scene when someone gets into somebody else's it's car. Raining. It is raining outside. So was it was it really raining like on the lot? Because they're filming in California. Was it really raining or did they have like the fake buckets of rain and like oh, umbrellas? I really I really hope that it was fake buckets of rain. It. I feel like it, it would just make it so much more special. And it was so ag- such aggressive rain every time. It wasn't yeah. Like, it wasn't like a drizzle. It was a downpour. It's a downpour at all times. It's so funny. Oh, I mean, I thought it was kind of crazy. Um, later on in the week, it becomes Madonna week, and Madonna takes over. And Sue decides that she needs a makeover after somebody calls her a man. Oh, yes. Thinking, many times throughout this series. You know, I feel bad for Sue. I mean, it's pretty obvious that she is a woman. I don't really get how dumb some of these guys were. And her name like, is Sue. Yeah. I, well, I, there's that song, A Boy Named Sue. I think she mentions that. She blames that for why people think she's a man. Yeah, that is true. I mean, I guess you could say that. But nowadays, I don't who know. Who names their their boy Sue? Like, who would do that? Not too many people. I don't think I don't think many people would do that. I mean, her parents were a little out there with the Nazi hunting, so I would not surprise me. Yeah, that is true. Kurt and Mercedes decide that, you know what, they're going to give her a makeover during Madonna Week. And uh, she does the Vogue song, like, you know, by Bo, Madonna. Vogue, Bo, Vogue, Bo. <laughs> That was beautiful. Thank you for that. I know. Uh, <laughs> I'm a talented, really. <laughs> and so they do the Vogue cover, and uh, Kurt and Mercedes are, like, so ready for her to show up in the new outfit. You know, which one is she going to take on? Because she looks great. I think... The uh, Sue looks incredible during that whole number. Jane Lynch killed it. And she, you know, she really did during the whole show. Just her whole character was super oh, good. Oh, you want to hate Sue the entire time but you're she watching can. Glee, but yeah, Glee wouldn't be Glee without Sue. You can't have McKinley High School without Sue Sylvester. Like the two come together. It's a package deal. Yeah, exactly. It's one. It's one or it's it's one or the other. No, that's not how it works. It's both or nothing. Yes. Um. Sue is featured a few times doing some crazy numbers. And, uh, let's see. Kurt also, you know, like, they want Sue to show up in a great look. They want to see her looking fabulous, feeling like a real woman. But then she stays in her same tracksuit because she realizes, you know what, I'm not, I'm not really going to change myself for other people. I mean, I think that's a, that's a good respectable. message. Yeah, it's respectable. It's very respectable. Um... And, I mean, that was pretty much, like, the end of Madonna week. After each week with a certain person, or really, episode with a specific, like, person being featured, that's it. That's cut off. They never talk about it again. Yeah, no kidding. Except for when they did Britney week. Britney was that, week. Was, Brit- was the first Britney week in season one or two? You know, I, no, I think it started in season two. Um, I don't remember. But I loved the Britney weeks with Britney S. Pierce. Also, way to have another fun fact. All right. <laughs> talking about Britney. They brought Heather Morris on to do the single ladies shoot because she background danced for Beyonce in real life. And so they brought her on just to teach um, Kurt the single ladies song. And they loved her so much. They were like, we're keeping you on. We're creating Britney S. Pierce for Heather Morris. Like, she played it so well. She's such a great dancer. She can sing too. Like, triple threat. I just think that's awesome, because mm-hmm. Brittany was one of the best characters. Like, Brit- yeah, Brittany, Brittany, she, so funny. She added so much to the show. Yeah, And sure. so Kurt, love him, he's so great, he adds so much. He sets up Bert, who is his dad, with Carol. Finn's mother, because he wants to get himself with him, which doesn't work once. Why would he, first of all, why would he think that would work, though? Because if Bert and Carol actually get along, now they're stepbrothers 
Like, that, he kind of ruined it for himself. You know, but then again, I feel like he came to terms with it because he was more happy for his dad. Yeah, yeah. Which sure. I mean, which is which I thought was very sweet. And Bert and Carol are great. You you want they them are to great. be together. Yeah, they do hit it off, which is so nice. Finn personally hated it at one point because he feel he didn't know very well. Um, another thing, April Rhodes comes back. Of course she does. Because the Glee Club is in debt of money, and Sue decides that she is going to take over the auditorium and give them barely any time in there. So then April Rhodes decides because she gets all this money from her. Some lover she has. Some lover who, who like, owns, like, an island or something like yeah, that. Yeah, right. She ends up with an island. And uh, she buys the auditorium for them. The April Rhodes Memorial, like, Memorial, something like something that. Something auditorium. Yeah, something, auditorium. Something. And um, now they have the auditorium to themselves. She is now it is her property, and she's given it to Shoe. Kick the Cheerios out. Oh, yes. And then another thing about Sue is that she gets to meet, like I was saying earlier, she gets to meet all these great celebrities. Even Olivia Newton-John comes in and she collabs with Sue to do the song Physical. I don't remember this at all, by the way. I don't know why, like, it escaped from my memory. I have no remembrance of Olivia Newton-John on this show. (laughs) None at all. You know, I personally don't even know how Olivia Newton-John got written in or what was the real purpose behind it because I can't really remember either. But then they did, like, a new physical um, music video. And uh, the people were actually attractive compared to the original that she did where the people were overweight I personally... Oh my gosh, I remember it now. Yeah. <laughs> I remember it. Oh my goodness, okay. <laughs> and um, the the number wasn't that memorable, but I mean, I liked that they brought in... Clearly not. Another... I forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, I like that they brought in another celebrity into, it, into the mix. I thought it was very nice. Um, another thing about Rachel, her dramatic self, um, <laughs> she gets laryngitis, risking compromising her voice completely, you know, because her tea and honey and cough, like, lozenges... Lozenges? Lozenges, whatever they're called. (laughs) Cough drops and cough medicine and not talking for a week. The system isn't working. She goes into a complete tailspin. She she was trying to sing Miley Cyrus's The Climb, and she was like, there was some reason, but she was like, oh, this is about overcoming obstacles, and my obstacle is that you all don't do anything, and I'm carrying this entire team. And then she goes to sing the song, and her voice is gone, and she can't, like, it sounds like... Terrible. Now, when somebody loses their voice, it does not compromise their voice to a point where, let's say, like, you don't sound any different. But, um, apparently, I guess laryngitis makes you off-key, off-note, <laughs> just the whole so song funny. was a disaster. And the first time I ever listened to that, and I still, every single time I hear it, I'm like, what is she, what is she doing? Because I almost forget. And, um, she starts singing it, she starts off wrong, and she's like, she's like, oh, I sound great at first. And then she realizes that, no, no, she's not. And everyone's staring at her like, is she really doing this on purpose? And Schuster's like, um, Rachel, I think yeah. you've lost your voice. And she's like, no, no, of course not. I don't get sick. I know. And then Finn decides, you know, he starts to have a little jealous, envious thing going on. For Jesse. And, uh... He sings a song, I Wish I Had Jesse's Girl. Which, also, how perfect is... Because that's, a, like, a very popular song. How perfect is it that the character's name was Jesse? Like, did they do that on purpose so they could sing the song? Or was it just, like, crazy maybe, maybe coincidence? coincidence. Because that's, that's insane. Yeah, because, it's I mean, perfect. it was pretty far apart from, like, when they first really read in the character. a perfect song. Like, that's a perfect song for a situation. And the name is Jesse. I can't get over that. Just <laughs> yeah, it was a really good number. I thought it was great. Like when she's at the doctor's office and he starts singing it. Sometimes, sometimes like when they sing those songs and uh, they're just, they're very into it. It's like, 
it's, for me, for me personally, it's just like sitting there. Rachel's literally behind a curtain, and he's singing yeah. his heart out, and I'm like, yeah. does she not hear him? But I mean, it's just it's more of like the moment thing. It's more the acting aspect. But I yeah. mean, me, I'm trying to be more realistic when I watch some of these shows sometimes, and I'm like, well, can she not? If hear he's him? singing out loud, she should be able to hear him. Yeah. And but no, maybe he's singing it in his head, and we just can hear it because we're watching from an outsider's perspective. But who knows? That is true. Um, now, after Kurt finds out, you know, he gets almost caught by his dad doing the single ladies. Forgot to mention this earlier. But, um... Yeah, we're taking it back to, like, episode take, three here. Yeah, taking it back. But, um, I feel like it still needs to be said. He pretends to be straight. With Brittany. <laughs> with... After sing- Was it Brittany that he was making out with? Yeah. After the single lady song? I think it was Brittany. Yeah, I just... It was very uncomfortable when that happened. Um... Yeah, the first few episodes had some very awkward scenes in them. Um, and he, began, he tries to cover up his true identity to his dad just by singing some country song. Yeah. With, like, that low voice. And, and... he dressed like his dad would in, like, flannel oh, and, like, a weird hat. Oh, it was so hat. funny. I just thought the whole outfit, of the whole outfit, it was just, it was there. I thought it was hilarious. great. And yeah. his when he finally came out, I think it was the same episode. It was like the end of that episode, like three or four. He came out and his dad was like, "Yeah, I've known since you were three. And you wanted a tiara for your birthday instead yeah. of like a skateboard or something. Like I'm sure, like most it's parents not one know. Of those, yeah. yeah, it's not one of those people who are gay who like they could be gay, but they could be straight. Like you're trying to like think about it. No, you like with Kurt, you're you like knew. you know he's gay. Like it's pretty except obvious. for Mercedes. Except for Mercedes, apparently the only person who was like you like Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he was like, uh, yes, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> sure thing I do. Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird. Oh, Mercedes. Uh, now another character who I thought was great, another celebrity brought into the show, Brian Ryan. Not only do I love that character's name. But I love Neil Patrick Harris. Yes. Neil Patrick Harris, he's gifted. He's very good. He kills it in the number that they do together. I'm not going to um, lie, I don't Mr. remember that Shoe. number either. <laughs> who was no, the, I, who, who, what, what was that character? Uh, Brian Ryan was an arch nemesis. He was an older cla- upperclassman right. when Shu was in school. Right, 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 right. It's and, all coming back to me now. Yeah. <laughs> And so they battle it out for the role of Jean Valjean in Les Miserables. Yes, 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 yes. In this community theater production. Right, right, right. And Brian Ryan sings with Shu in this great song. Do I remember the name of it? No. But the high notes that they hit during that song, let me tell you, those were were impressive. Um, Especially for, like, a grown man to be doing it well. Um, And really, they just... Shu realizes that he needs to get his underwear out of the bunch, and he realizes what? he needs to give the... He's very uptight oh, about wanting like, this what? dumb role for right, the community right. theater. Yeah, it's not even Broadway, people. Not even off-Broadway. You're no. in, like, Lima, Ohio. Lima, Ohio community theater. <laughs> yeah. So he gives the role to Brian Ryan because he realizes, oh, I should probably be Focus teaching my people. children. Yeah, and Spanish, which and focusing, is sketchy. <laughs> and focusing on my life in general. Um... Artie, uh, love the character. He he has, like, a life crisis midway through, towards, like, the end of season one. And he wants to dance one day. Even oh, in though, the mall. The oh, mall scene. The mall scene. Oh, that was great. Um, also, what? Tina faking the stutter at the beginning. Oh, I just thought that was horrible. I mean, to be honest, I actually thought that she had a real stutter. And I didn't yeah. know that she was faking it. Um... And it's just like she was a very good actress in in that way, in that sense. But I don't. I personally, I just thought it was weird that they wrote it in as like, oh uh-huh, no, you lied. You don't have a stutter. I wonder. It didn't sound. The stutter didn't sound that real, like, like to me. Well, so yeah. I wonder if they were like, 
you know, this sounds a little weird. Let's write this stutter out. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel like that's what happened. Like, what... Was it written for the stutter to be fake, or were they like, this is not going well, let's just write the stutter out? Because I feel like that's what happened. Yeah, you know, I mean, that easily could happen, but, if, you know, it kind of hit everybody for, like, a loop, like, when she was like, yeah, well, sure. I've been faking this since I was, like, 10 or something, I don't personally... He was like, what? <laughs> yeah, and he was like, well, what? And he's like, I wish I was faking my injury, and then he, like, rolls away in the wheelchair. Yes. Sad moment. But, I mean, I mean, it, it added to the show. Um, he really just wants, Artie just wants to dance. Dancing with Myself was a song that he sings, which is very, very depressing. Um, but the scene, like, where he does dance, he's actually a very good dancer. Um. Yeah, Kevin always wanted to dance. Like, I feel yeah, bad because he was like, he would stand in for, like, the different roles if someone was gone and learn the dance. Just for the heck of it, but he had to sit in the wheelchair and like move his hands to like the he did the dance moves they did with their feet with his hands. Yeah, you know, I mean, props to him though for being he able to dance work. so well with the wheelchair. Yeah, he made it work. If uh, trying to like do like on like the back wheels, like when he kind of like is doing like a I wheelie per se, I would be on the floor. I would and break I, my neck for real. <laughs> and I actually would it. be paralyzed um, at that point. Um, now with Rachel, she's still. <laughs> Doesn't realize that Shelby is her birth mother, but then she does find out. How does she find out? I don't even remember. Does Jesse tell her? No. Jesse tries to get her to, like, oh. research it. Like, pushes mm. her into researching it. And then he gives her the recording. He gives her the CD, and she's like, wait, I know that voice. <laughs> yeah, and then she confronts Shelby. It's just her relationship against, not really against, but more with Shelby it's very weird, very awkward, but I mean, then again, I feel like anybody who is in that, who would be in that situation would be very awkward. Yeah, because... she's 16 and she's never met her mother and then find, suddenly yep. this woman is coaching the rival glee club and she finds out, oh wait, this is my mother. Yeah, just a weird scene overall. Um, but then, you know, during the show, they have a funk is back episode <laughs> where they realize you know what? The None of the other Glee clubs can do fun. They can't do it because, you know, we're just so good. Because, you know, the vocal adrenaline was bullying them. They teepeed their whole choir room. I don't know how they did that. They threw eggs at Rachel. <laughs> that was one of my favorite moments. That was very heartbroken after Jesse did that on her head. Yeah, like Jesse was egg. like, come here and yeah. meet me in the parking lot. And she's all, like, happy okay. and, like, oh, yeah. skipping <laughs> out there. And then they egg her. I'm like, oh. Oh, I felt so bad Poor for Rachel. Rachel. Oh, it was a very, very sad scene. But, um, they decide, funk, let's do it, let's shake them in their boots. And they do, and the vocal adrenaline is almost like, they're just sitting there, they're like... Did they just do funk? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, we've never done a funk, we haven't been able to. I don't know why they weren't able to, they're so talented. Yeah, I know, I don't understand that. Like, they just had a mental block when it came to funk, or yeah, like, maybe, what? Yeah. And so, now we're at regionals, and after they perform... Quinn sees her mother behind stage after her mother ditches her completely. Oh, yeah. Her parents. Oh, they kicked Finn, her out of the house. Finn tells her parents oh. that he got, the, he got her pregnant, which he didn't, but he thinks Singing he the song, You're Having My Baby. Yes, oh my god. At gosh. a family dinner. <laughs> a family dinner. dinner. <laughs> and they were like, wait a second, what? <laughs> oh, that was a And weird then they scene. kick her out, and then she goes to live, live with, with Finn, Merce and then no, Finn Mercedes. finds out. No, no, not yet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, she goes to live with Finn, and then... Finn finds out that Puck's the dad, and he's like, bye-bye, and sends her to live with Puck, and then she gets in a fight with Puck, and then she lives with Mercedes. Props to you for remembering that. Yeah, my long-term photographic memory sometimes is really strong. Sometimes, nothing. Like, 
schoolwork, <laughs> not a thing. But when I'm when it comes to certain things, I can remember the important every, things. The important things, School like who Quinn Fabray lived with when she was pregnant, is stored up there forever. Yeah. So her mom sees the show. She sees the regional performance, and she's like, "Quinny, say something." And Quinn's like, my water just broke. Jaws yep. drop. I was like, that's crazy. And everybody goes, everybody goes to the hospital with her. Like, what about the rest? The only person who stayed was Rachel. Was it Rachel? Yeah. Because Rachel's very self-centered, and I'm pretty sure that she wanted to ensure that they won. Did they win? No, they did not. Rachel was like, we have priorities here. Did we win regionals? Yeah. Everybody else is like, Quinn is having a baby. Yeah. Vocal adrenaline kills with that number that they do. It was a Queen song. I don't. That I don't uh, remember. Oh my goodness, what is it called? It was, I do remember they killed it. Vocal Adrenaline always killed it, and then they like randomly were gone at the end, and it was like throat explosion or whatever, and then they came back. Yeah, I don't know where they They came. just like disappeared for they a They got canceled for a little bit. Yeah, cancel culture. <laughs> yeah, but it was such a great Queen song, and um, the way that it like lined up with, um, Bohemian Rhapsody. There we go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a good song. The way that it lines up with Quinn in, like, labor. I just yeah. thought it was, it was such a good, like, where it would be, like, cutting between them. It was so good. And Rachel so good. watching from the wings. Realizing <laughs> that they adrenaline. sucked and that they're definitely going to lose. Yeah. Um, I mean, then, after they lose, and it's very sad, Quinn has her baby, but then she realizes that she wants to give it up for adoption. Um, Sue, Sue convinces Figgins that... They need to give the Glee Club another chance. Yeah, because Figgins was like, if you don't... Okay, at at first he was like, if you don't win or place at regionals, they got third. Isn't that placing? That that technically is placing, but how many teams? There were only three. Oh, the the thing I love is that when there's three teams, whenever they announce the third place, they're always excited. There's only three teams. You got last. And they're always like... (laughs) It's like the random team they throw, and it's like, New Directions, Uh, Vocal Adrenaline, the the random team. And the random Mm -hmm. team, when they get third every time, is like, yeah, woo! And you're like, you just got last. Like, they're always excited. It's so weird. And they're all... They're, surprisingly, they're always really good. Like, you know, like, the people that they get for it, the that, weird like, third bird place. team. <laughs> the team with the birds. Oh, they were, like, sparrow. Yeah. It was in, like, season five or six, but the bird team. Yeah, then there was another country team that they brought in. They were, like, singing, Amish. Like, <laughs> singing, like, over the river and through the woods. Yeah. Like, that song? Mm-mm. I don't know. Something about it. But I like the people that they bring in. It gives you a little extra spice into the talented. show. Yeah, they're always good. You talented know, I feel extras. Like, I feel like they could be bad and then that would really earn them third place but um i mean i guess i guess they have to be talented for something for them to actually get hired um at the end i think this is such a great scene it's very cute uh shu chases down emma in the hall after he really just finds out that emma and ken did not get married and uh sue and terry sue (laughs) sue and terry are separated um he chases down emma in the hall and he kisses her and I just think it's a great scene. I think it's very cute. It was a good way to end the whole season, just as, like, a whole... With, For sure. With, like, with... I mean, even though there was, like, a loss at regionals. But, I mean, I don't But know. New Directions comes back the next season. And I ship Will and Emma so hard. So, like... I feel like we all do. I was I pushing like just, them just together cute. from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're just a cute couple overall. Um... And pretty much, I mean, that was just, that was, like, the good, like, like conclusion. That was a good cutoff for, like, where the whole thing ended. And uh, I think it was a good way to conclude the season. And I think that that's a good way to conclude the episode. So I thank you all for listening in to episode one of Rachel's Rants, season one of Glee. 
And uh, thank you for joining me, Ava. Of course. I had a great time. Yes. and uh, I'll be back. Oh, yes, you will. <laughs> Nobody worry. <laughs> Glee is our show that I got her into, so uh, she'll definitely be back to be talking about some more with us. And uh, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.